isn't it it sounds like a rad year's christmas show is on the horizon it is and um i broke our let's try not to curse as much stuff right off the bat there well that's good get it out of the way <laughs> get it out of the way i don't know I, I feel like we're living we live in the upside down world where a transformers movie has a 93 percent fresh rating on rotten tomatoes that maybe no one saw it yet no, everyone's seen it. Apparently, this Bumblebee movie's legit so much that it was tracking so well. I heard that they were trying to hire the, the guy to do take over for James Gunn on Guardians. Uh, you think that that 7% was Michael Bay? Yeah, that 7% was like, fuck this movie. John Cena's in this movie. I know. I saw him doing the, uh, the, the, the promos. Uh he being all badass and tough and wrestler-like. Apparently, there's uh, some 1980s feeling to it. Which what I, I, don't I got know the sense of that just from the why, trailer. Why didn't they do that to begin with? Why didn't they make the Transformers look like Transformers to begin with? Yeah, right. He still kind of only looks like a transform. He they kind of kept the Bay model. Yeah. They, they he can't. They invested so much into that uh, that design. I think you like kind of have to stick with it. Yeah. It's so it's too busy. That's my problem with it. I I would I'm being a fan of the original movie, the cartoon movie in the series. Mm-hmm. I did not care for the first movie whatsoever at no. all. They were too pointy. Yeah, and like when they're like. The, when they tried to inject humor, that scene where his parents thought they caught him masturbating, and like the the uh, Autobots are just running around outside acting goofy. That's like something we would have wrote in high school, <laughs> like or like five years ago. But still, or five years ago, yes. But we would have known it was ridiculous, right? It's currently tracking lower <clears throat> than another Haley Haley Steinfeld plays. Um, the star of it mm-hmm. i actually uh talked to this girl two years ago she uh was doing i was working a show and she was opening for it and like she, singing yeah she, that what she, she does? sings but she acted first she was in true grit she was a little girl in true grit first oh, okay i i love that movie yeah the coen brothers remake mm-hmm. and um she came uh, over. i would think so because i don't think she was alive yet for the original she came over and just started asking me all sorts of questions about if the stage will hold. It was Allentown Fair stage. Did you tell her the truth? I was like, I have no clue. But I, and I told her the story the first year when I was under it, and the water started coming in the door, and like I was scared for my life. And then I didn't. I had no clue she was the opener though. <laughs> I thought it was just someone's daughter like asking me questions. Uh, and then she got a police escort out, and that's when we saw our buddy Chip. And um, 
I, we were walking out and I joking, like, I can't help myself. The police escort was there because we were only there to do her, her show, mm-hmm. the main act. <clears throat> Had a different uh, video crew. So as we're walking out, I was like, oh, this is a police escort for us. And the cop said something sarcastic. And I look over and it sure was, wait, Ryan? <laughs> so that she was getting a police escort out because she had to get back to Hollywood, apparently. Ooh, yeah. Um, so Hollywood, yeah. Allentown, it's one in the same. Yeah, sure. She stars, she's the star of Bumblebee. And um, uh, she was also uh, the voice of Spider-Gwen and in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which Enchantress and I saw this past weekend. It was, How was it? Oh my God. I heard very good things. Well, what have I been telling you all I've been reading the last five years? And, and current comic books. Timeline? Oh, uh, no, that's you. Yeah, sorry. Spider Verse okay. books. Spider Verse, yeah, yeah. It's all, I, and so I'm, I was, I was invested in the Spider Verse when they did that whole split and everything. I was really all right. No, that that can be a negative thing. Now, when you're reading that much into it, and then they give you a movie, you know, it could be. Sometimes it doesn't live up to expectations. They they paid off. They it was a Miles awesome. Morales story, and they paid it off. And now I'm like, let's fucking time this. Give Miles a shot at the. Even though I like what they're doing with, um, the kid they have now, you know, when they when they're in like the fourth iteration, and Tom Holland's like, you know, they're almost thirty years old. It's time to like find like a young, half black, half Latino kid and let him be Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Like let him shine. It was really what are you good. doing over there? I'm just fidgeting with a. Is it making noise? It's very loud. Oh, sorry. I'm fidgeting with a iPad, a charging block. Oh, okay. Just so that everyone at home can visualize the theater of the mind that's taking place. Yeah, well, you know. <clears throat> it's it was in my field of view, so I couldn't help but play with it. Uh, see, that's what I tried my best to do. I was cleaning shop. Reorganize some things. I need to redecorate uh, my office like they do babies' rooms with the black and white, no stimulating colors. Uh, I I'll get you one of those little uh, dogs holding the little ball that turns red, so you have to stay in bed until it turns green. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guess what? It doesn't work. No, I didn't think so. No. Yeah. So this is our. Uh, what is we're on our one, two, three, fourth. This is our fourth Christmas show of the season. No shit. That's like three more than we did uh, our first year and two more than our last year, right? I think we did two the first year. We did the 92 Wish Book, and I think we went through these before. We don't have to go through them again, but yeah, we did a handful. We did five together, all in mm-hmm. total, not counting Christmas in July. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting, you're getting five total for the, for the price of nothing because we don't charge or advertise on this show. Well, even if we advertised, it wouldn't cost them anything. No. Unless they, you know, actually didn't fast forward through those commercials right. and move on with the show. Second skip button to quick get through them. I, I mean, love I, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's great like, when you know what show you're listening to, you know how many times to hit it to get to right where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, support the advertisers, folks. Yeah. Yeah, we're really going to, I'm going to get another one of those calls like, hey, uh, we heard your last show. We're not interested anymore. Because I oh. keep I keep telling them we're the we're currently the hot chick, 
not that I think we're really the hot chick, but they're like, hey, if you want, well, you can put this in your show. I'm like, yeah, we're not. It's really not going to pay us anything, so we're really not, you know. Yeah. We're not going to sell you guys out for fi- a couple bucks. We're going to sell you out for a lot of money. A moderate amount. A moderate amount, yes. Uh, so speaking or, of, well, I, I kind of did. Or, or, whatever, or whatever product they might be hawking. Yes, I you know, I love freebies. It already happened. I I'm I'm setting you up for it. I know it's it's uh so all that work I do on that blog is paying off squeezer. <laughs> if you consider a couple free boxes of cereal that isn't out yet paying off. In your mind? It is. It is. So that, that'd be like me getting like a pack of beef jerky and some cheese like showing up at my front door. Right, it's Trevino's for all the talk, all this, the hawking. Oh, that'd be great. Sent you a, they sh- like, just show up. It's like, oh, by the way, th- this is for raking those apples uh, 20 years ago. Have at it. Oh. Um, so they, uh, they, uh, a certain company sent me a, a certain cereal that has yet to hit the shelves. And I have it. It's in my possession. Uh, this, it's a nice box, a whole treatment. And it will be reviewed on Christmas Day, Squeezer. Oh, snap. It's a Christmas Day cereal, counting the, the final day of the 25 days of cereal. Two new cereals that you've never tasted or have seen on shelves yet and won't until the new year. Um, they will be reviewed. I, I think a few other people might have reviewed all of these cereals I'm talking about, but uh, we will be one of the first. That one on the right looks interesting. Yeah, I'm excited about the one on the left. That's what I'm really excited for. Oh, of course, you have a sweet tooth. I don't, though. I think the one on the right is sweeter. Do you, you think so? I know so. I have facts. Oh, that's a good point. It's in the name. To back it up, yes. <laughs> um, the one is the one you buy expecting it to be sweet. We're really making, making you think what we're talking about. The one you buy, Squeeze, you're expecting to be sweet. The other, you don't. So think about that. Mm. Ooh, I like I like the uh, the colorful crinkly paper they ship it with. Yeah, it, 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 they made it all. Uh, Enchantress pointed out they made it match the color of the two boxes. I see that. Yeah, so they well, they really girl. yeah they really gave it. It was like a nice box with the whole presentation. Uh, it was really sweet. Um, so they have no idea then who we are or who you are. What do you mean? They they think that we're like some big shot cereal hawkers. Well, no. Here's the funny thing. Uh, I think companies are starting to realize like niche markets mm-hmm. are, are where you could hawk your stuff. And you know, yeah. if if it's well, if it sucks, I'm gonna put it out there. The stuff sucks. And say, hey, this was given to me free for review. It's garbage. But I have yet to re- give a really bad review to any of the cereals I reviewed that I oh, paid no. for. So I'm not in the business of. I mean, they're all good. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> And well, I, I, like I was saying, uh, when, you, when you showed me that they came in the other day, that uh, you're not seeing that they don't discuss cereal on any mainstream news source or shit, any even mainstream website. So yeah, it's oh, the niche. We'll send it to these idiots. Let them talk about it. And and what what does it cost them? Like what, three bucks to yeah to, for the box. Well, first of the, all, it costs them nothing because they have the boxes. 
You know what I mean? They have a certain amount well, set out. There's a stamp. I, I mean, they probably use stamps.com. They ship, uh, yes. Which is an excellent uh, product to use for your home uh, shipping needs. They, uh, I never use stamps.com. Fuck that. Uh, they, well, that one's done. They haven't paid us yet, Squeezer. Oh. Um, I think they should, you know, Squeezer. I mean more to the them back end. than United States Postal Service. I was shipped to it with the privatized UPS. <laughs> That's how, how that's how much they me- I meant to them. Wow. I know. That's fancy. That's how you know your rate. When they don't trust the government to get the job done. They got to trust the private sector. It wasn't DHL though. No. That would be really fancy. Right. If it if it was delivered like Clark's Jelly of the Month Club, with a wreath hanging on his wrist? Yeah, like like as as I'm like melting down on Christmas night from the family being over. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how excited you would be if you got enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I love those monthly clubs. Like you don't want your own pool. You want you want to have some, be somewhere ugh, that has a pool, but I you have, don't want to have. To I have three bathrooms in my house. I don't want to put one in my backyard. Ew. I'm serious. It's all people do is piss and balls. I never would or will. And but you like to sit by them, though. I do like to sit by them. But I we sit on my deck and I pretend there's a pool there. Funny. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Your imagination. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this, I watched this one YouTube channel. He just did this this video that went viral of. Uh, putting a glitter spinner and a fart spray thing in a, in a Apple AirPod box and letting people steal it. And he put four phones with GPS trackers. It was really good. He's one of my favorite um, uh, YouTube shows. He did this one uh, show. He did a few. I like the carnival. He like explained how carnival games are. He used science and physics to explain why carnival games are a ripoff. And same with arcade. He made this like device with a light sensor and like a, a a plunger to try and beat those like light spinning games that you're supposed to stop it. Oh yeah. And proved it's rigged. How uh, my big thing is the one where you just drop the tokens in and try to get them to spill over the edge. Yeah, I wonder how those are rigged. They're all rigged. Yeah. But he won. It, it has to be because I but like I get so worked up over that. Like I obsess over that. Like now is my chance, and I really think I have a chance. But, and it's been 35 years of existence, and I don't think I've gotten more than, like, three tokens ever in one of those. Yeah. And what? So I can get my ticket so I can go get a spider ring. Yeah. Or, and yeah. I don't even like spiders. So I'm going to be scared of my own hand. <laughs> or one of those, like, like wacky arm monster finger puppets. Ooh, yeah. Or if you're really lucky, one of those ice cream cones, the spring-loaded ones. Yeah, that's that's hours and hours of yeah. skee ball though that you got to investigate one of those things. Right. I always skip those for the giant novelty comb. Mm. But what was I talking about before well, that? You do have a big thick head of hair. I do. Why did I get into this guy to begin with? I don't know. What are we talking about? Backtrack uh, a squeeze. Uh, glitter bombs. Before that. Uh. Stamps.com is an exceptional way for your home business to ship products uh, <laughs> no. across the country. After you shilling for a company that doesn't even pay us. I'm, I'm checking it down each time. Oh, you're going to send a bill? Yeah. 
Okay, so that... I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait a couple months and then I'll send a really big invoice. I'm gonna find this guy. I gotta. This is gonna be some compelling uh, podcast, but it's what we do best. Um, because uh, I got. I, I have no clue why I brought this guy up. Use Google. Google is an exceptional search engine that can quantify information and provide you with links to other sources. Well, I figure Facebook should be listening to me by now and putting it in my Facebook feed, what I was talking about. Fair. All right. Glenarm, um, this guy did it. Uh, Mark Rober. Yeah, there he is. And Mark Rober has a great channel. I uh, I'm going to pause it there because of the auto play. Okay. So, oh, pee in the pool. That's what I was talking about. Okay. He uh, and the scientist up in Canada figured out a foolproof way to figure out how much piss is actually in your pool by measuring the artificial sweetener content. Because there's no other way artificial sweetener would be introduced into your water stream. So, and it doesn't get digested whatsoever. But so by figuring out the amount of ACE-K, that artificial sweetener, acetyl, mm-hmm. acetylene potassium, is in your, your water, they could figure out exactly how much piss is in your pool. But what if I'm not drinking any artificial sweeteners? It's, it's, it's a uh, not an exact science squeezer. Oh, okay. You know, it's just, if there's this much in there and there's this many people in there, then there's an average of this much. There's bound to be something. Yeah. And that ACE-K is in a lot of stuff, even stuff that's not like diet anymore. You'll see, like, ACE-K. Hmm. I'm going to start growing my own food again. I'm getting paranoid. Yeah, well, you know, they're trying to poison us. Trying to poison us. Um, so... I think we're kind of uh, – we, you kind of compared us, Squeezer, to the Hallmark Channel before with putting on all these oh, Christmas yes. episodes. Where you just crank it out. And... There's, this, there's this guy on Twitter, and his name is uh, Keaton Patty. He writes for a bunch of comedy shit. He did this shtick a couple months ago where um, he said he watched, forced a bot to watch 1,000 hours of Olive Garden commercials and then asked it to write an Olive Garden, Olive Garden commercial of its own. Well uh, – this past week, he forced the bot to watch over a thousand hours of Hallmark Christmas movies, and then asked it to write a Hallmark Christmas movie of its own. Uh, and he ha- he posted the first page. Can I perform it for you? Oh, I, I would. So this is the the AI uh, wrote a yeah. So he the the bot play. watched a thousand hours of Hallmark movies, which I'm sure at this point Enchantress has <laughs> that. You do that to a robot, that's how you get Skynet. I know. That's how you turn the robots against us. And then he had the robot's AI write a Hallmark movie. Um, so uh, it's called this the, the Christmas on Christmas. So it's The Christmas on Christmas. Hmm. Uh, we're an interior shot, small town snow globe refillery. We see a single mother... Refilling snow globes with Christmas juice. She is a widow. Her husband died in every war. (laughs) Single mother says, I refill globes better than Jesus Claus. Yet still my twins are dad free. Why? They need double dad. (laughs) Businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases. He's Hallmark hot. 
God, don't you wish you were home, Arcot Squeezer? Now, is, is that that's a that's a note, or is that that's dialogue? That this is a note. This is a stage okay. direction, Squeezer. Okay, thank you. Uh, back to dialogue. Single mother says, continued. Hi, do your snow globes lack wet? Hurry, Christmas attacks soon. <laughs> Stage direction. Businessman has flashback to when he was a business boy. A Christmas tree explodes his family on purpose. He now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. He exits the flashback. Businessman says, shut your sound. I am from huge city. I bought your land and I'm turning it into an oil resort. I think I'm taking Enchantress to there for the winter to an oil resort, Squeezer. Like, uh, is like an oil... And how does that work? Is it like basically just a refinery or is like a, I'm assuming a field full of oil derricks? You tan in front of an oil spill, you know? Oh, sweet. Like that episode of MacGyver where they had the oil spill. So then he had to rig up some dynamite and this like shield and they slowly worked their way in so they can get the dynamite in there and then it could explode. Okay. And all suck right. out okay. all the oxygen all right. so that all way right. it put all the right. fire all out. Right. Slow down. Slow down. That's as far as you can go with that. I, that was pretty impressive. I wrapped it up. <laughs> Were you Spoilers. wrapping it up? Uh, okay. Single mother continues. Rude behavior. This is a family business. I sell families. I am widow. My husband is now bones. Stage direction. Single mother points to her husband's bones in the corner of the room. They are gift wrapped in eggnog. Businessman replies. All of my wives are bones. That is America. But I must make money for my twins to live. They are prince. Both twins equal one prince in a prince megazord squeezer. Ah. Single mother replies, I too own twins. <laughs> Please don't have bought my land. Christmas is today. Businessman replies, ha, laugh. He just laughs. Laugh. I bought Christmas and now it is never unless we go on dates. Let me read. Can I get another read on that? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Laugh. I bought Christmas, and now it is never, unless we go on dates. Is that a better uh, Can you get me a more um, snidely whiplash kind of laugh? <laughs> I bought Christmas, and now it is never, unless we go on dates. That's kind of changing. That's it. That's it. Thank That's you. That's more it. Single yeah. mother replies, I cannot date because of snow curse. I pray Santa helps me. Stage direction. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is Bones. Bones helped nobody. And <laughs> scene. Uh, so I'm thinking... Th th please tell me that that's... That's real, right? Please? I, I mean, I don't know. I hope so, but if, if a robot like that, we should, or I'm sorry, if a robot made that, it should be destroyed. They should all be destroyed. Well, I regardless, if it's a Hallmark movie made by a robot or a human being, it should be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I would actually watch I mean, that. it really wasn't much different than some of the other ones I've seen. No, no, it really wasn't. So. It was actually a little more, I, I do like uh, Santa is Bones. Um, Your husband is Santa. And Santa is Bones. Bones help nobody. So it's like Skeletor? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I guess that's why I kind of chose 
I made that choice. All actors make choices, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. So, and I made a choice. I think we can get Sandra Bullock. Oh, I'm sure. As a snow globe filler. As uh, yeah, snow globe juice. Is your snow globe need wet? <laughs> uh, I haven't. I haven't watched a single Hallmark movie yet this year. I mean, I watch. I watch. I watched Christmas Vacation a couple times. I watched uh, good old uh, Year Without a Santa Claus and uh, Rudolph. All that good old uh, Rankin Bass stuff. The kid loves it. So, uh. Yeah, that's pretty much that. Between Christmas Vacation and that, that's my my Christmas experience so far. And then, of course, a Christmas uh, uh, Disney holiday special. You know, all your Mickey Mouse and Muppet Babies, and you know, they all get their Christmas ones. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm fairly entertained. I uh... I do I do have a theory on Muppet Babies now that I'm starting to form, and it's actually kind of sad. Well, I did. I didn't enjoy when I texted you. Our teams, or I mean, our teams. The the team. I don't even give a shit about anymore. The Vikings. I like them. I like having their stuff around. But oh yes. Well, you, purple's a pretty color. Yeah. I like Prince too. And you're a fan of uh, the Dolphins. They were playing each other this past week, and I asked if you were watching the game, and you replied back with a picture, a screenshot of the Muppet Babies, and said, "What game?" Yes. Yes. That was my Sunday afternoon. And then I did turn it on just in time to see them start coming back. I was like, oh, I'm going to text them. And then I checked back again, and it was like 147 to 6 or something. They lost points somewhere in the fourth. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been uh, pretty much cartoons and uh, 30-year-old comedies. I can't, I can't complain about that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um... So what are we going to go with uh, today? We got uh, a little Christmas Christmas present talk. Best Christmas presents. Or not necessarily best, but it's a couple of memorable Christmas presents from the past. Memorable Christmas presents. Kind of also like a, you know, subject in review. We got a couple of things. Just because I'm, I'm, we'll revisit a few things that we've talked about before. But now it's in the context of the memory of receiving them at, at Christmas. Um this very easily could have been the Spoiled Squeezer awesome playset uh, show. So I kind of, uh, I cut out all the, all but one playset I saved for the end. So don't worry. I had them all, folks. Don't worry about me. We weren't worried. Uh, I, um, I'm also going over a few things I've talked about before. But Squeezer, like any good band, people want to hear the hits, you know? Absolutely. All right, so let's get into it with your first pick. And without further ado, here it is. How do you snap up some great cars and planes? Rebel monograms, tap type models. Build them yourself. Build them right. Put them together. You with snap type. Model cars and planes you just snapped together without glue, including America's hottest racers, sports cars, and trucks. Snap together the new Dodge Viper RT10. The body's molded in color so you don't have to paint it. So Out of sight. Build snap type model kits from Ravel and Monogram. They're a snap. Wow. Ooh. 
Feel that energy. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go out and buy one of whatever that mono, that guy was talking about. Uh, I think you could call Re me. Revel monogram snap tight models. You you didn't you didn't weren't a snap tight. You didn't build models, RK? Squeezer. <laughs> I couldn't put together Legos. You could put them together. If if uh if my parents gave me that box and said, "Here, put this together." But my dad let me into his uh, duct tape, uh, tie wraps, and hot glue gun. And mm -hmm. I put it. There'd be something there. I'm looking at my Legos right now. Now that I got my new shelf all cleaned up and everything. I got my DeLorean, and my Snowspeeder, <laughs> and whatever that yellow one was from the one with the really bad actor guy. Choo choo. Um, oh, I was. I loved my models. I was a. And so SnapTight was, so uh, Revel slash Monogram, they got bought each other. Someone bought someone. I won't get into the whole hullabaloo that comes into uh, the in-depth world of model company conglomerations. But SnapTight was like the, the brand name for their lowest tier, easiest stuff, like the skill ones. So he said skill one, skill two, and skill three. Skill one was even something that you could do. Are you sure? Physically, yes, you could. Mentally, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, it's just everything just kind of snapped together. It was real, hence snap tight. Did it just you, snapped together. Were you, and I could, I probably could guess this, were you three or higher or get the fuck out? No, no, it was only, it was one, two, or three. No, oh, were you three? No, I was, I did a couple threes. I was most. Mostly in a two. Threes got really complicated. Or I built a couple threes, but they sucked. Like, they looked like absolute garbage. Um, and most of mine I never even completed. And when I would complete them, they'd immediately get stuffed full of fireworks, and I would blow them up. Because I, I, saw, I saw them making a Star Wars. They made models, and then they blew them up. I, like, yeah. I was big into the behind-the-scenes stuff, and but I saw how they made movies. They and were, They were shooting a with a standard speed camera and one overcranked, so I hope you were doing the same. No, I didn't have any cameras. I was just blowing them up. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I, I, I didn't have access to... Uh, believe me, I was not allowed to use the old uh, Sony Handycam uh, back in the day. Uh, but I remember this one particular Christmas. It was Christmas, I want to say, 92. And it was the Snap Tight. Uh, we talked about how I was a big NASCAR fan back in the day. The Snap Car Texaco Havilland... Uh, race rig and it's the tractor trailer that would haul the car like to the racetrack because you don't drive the race car on the street that would just be silly um and it was 132 scale this thing was almost like two feet long it was a big model uh to be fair most of it was just one big long box tra tractor trailer um but there's a lot of cool detail in it and chrome and like the interior could like open and you, you could fit like another car in there and there was a whole like little garage and like living quarters. Uh, I was as a, a young model builder uh, or a young uh, snapper together of plastic parts. It was uh, an awesome little piece to have. But I, I remember Christmas morning because have you ever held a model? Uh... Like a box? Like have you ever accidentally walked into an AC more and then accidentally picked up like a, a model off the shelf not realizing what it was and felt the weight of it? Uh, As my, I overpronounce weight, that was weird. My mom used to drag us into AC more when we were kids, 
but I love that story. I think I pretty much stared at a wall. I went mm. Hobby Lobby for the first Wait, time. Wait, where did you find a wall in AC Moore? It's covered in shit. Well, I, I probably stared off in the space. Squeezer, oh, okay. I wasn't really doing anything. Okay. Um, but so this box is the exact shape and weight and texture when wrapped because, you know, it has a little bit of give to it of like, you know, the worst sweater in the world is coming in this thing. So I just remember having this box and it's like, shit, there's going to be a sweater in here. And you start tearing open. You're just taking your time like, oh, you got to pretend. Thanks. This is great. I needed. And then, boom, there this thing is. Uh, and it w- it was just awesome. I, I love this thing. It had really cool decals. Uh, it, the, these had like regular just stick on like regular stickers. You didn't have to worry about those water ones that you're going to definitely fuck up and, you know, have a shitty just plain black looking trailer because you couldn't put the stickers on. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, it, was I, it something I, you asked for or was it, were you, um, I don't know if I, I don't know. No, I wouldn't have asked for this. Um, maybe, but my, you know, my dad was big in the whole racing thing. They knew I was in the models. I had model cars, I had trucks and, um, no, this was right up my alley. This was, it, it was like the perfect gift. It was perfect. Well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, but it's still one of those things. It's not one of those immediately rip it open and go to town, though, on Christmas. Like, it's one of those ones you put to the side and you have to wait a couple of days till all the, you know, the smoke clears because there's lots of little parts that you have to snap tight. Eh? Eh? <laughs> That's the name of the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Ugh, I'm so cold. I'm glad I put a sweatshirt on. Um. All right, here's my first pick. And I kind of painted a timeline of Christmas chronology of young arcades. Hey, I'm reading that book. Oh, yeah, timeline. Uh, Christmas chronology of young arcade squeezer. And we're starting with when I was five. No TV, no TV. What? No. Hello, I'm Pee Wee Herman. Talking Pee Wee is really cool, cool. He's naughty. I know you are, but what am I? Soon, you'll be that way too. <laughs> Whatever you may do, it's so much fun when he's with you. Banana sandwich? Arr! You'll go wacko, you'll go crazy with Talking Pee Wee. Talking Pee Wee from Matchbox for you and your kid. Cherry sold separately. What's that? Uh, cherry sold. Cherry sold separately was the death of me. My parents didn't think I needed cherry. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. I never got it. I should get. I should. I have. A, I rebought a Pee Wee Herman doll. I should. In the, and I have it in the, uh, the deal. So I should get a. I should oh come on! You, please, you're a grown man. Get a full size cherry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Squeezer. Fuck my doll. So you've heard the story before, um, and I'm going to kind of tell it again. Uh, my favorite Christmas memory. What made little five-year-old R.K. believe in fucking Santa Claus was my parents putting me in a babysitter and driving an hour away to Center City, Center City Philadelphia to the Kitty City where they had a Pee Wee Herman doll in stock. This fucking thing, Squeezer, was impossible to get. Think... Furby, think Tickle Me Elmo, think Cabbage Patch Kid. That's how hot the Pee Wee Herman doll by Matchbox was in 1987. It was quite literally 
impossible to get. Not literally. You get it. It wasn't impossible. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was really hard to get, and they got one, and I didn't think I was getting one. So Christmas morning, I wake up. My fucking brother's already up, and I like I have my footy pajamas on, and I just wipe the sleep out of my eyes. And what kind of footy pajamas? Who was on them? Um, I'll keep telling the story while I look it up. I have the picture. Oh, so, snap. Uh, uh, so I'm walking walking down the hallway, like getting uh, the dirt out of my eyes, when I uh, see like a scooter. My my parents got uh, my brother and I scooters. And my brother's was like a, it looked like a bigger version of a razor, kind of like the bird scooter. Okay. Mine was a skateboard, like a, a, the, a fishtail skateboard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the kind that, uh, the old school, but it had like a pole on the top with handles that mine, yeah. that was the scooter I had. I remember that. I still couldn't stand on it. So I'm looking at the picture. And it looks like Tigger's on them, and they're red. Oh. Yeah. Like Tigger Christmas onesies? I don't know if it's a Christmas-specific. Um, I had to... So I posted this picture. Here's a good story about my fucking prude father. I posted this picture for Father's Day, like in a real sweet gesture to him. Like, uh, here's to my dad, always been there for me, always great. And as you can tell from the picture, it's where I got my uh, uh, it's where I got my career from. And he he's shooting me with his fucking taco meat, his bare chest out in the background, and his, his jeans on. And he asked me to take it down. Even nothing about the sweet gesture. He asked me to take down the picture because he doesn't have a shirt on. So I threw it into my iPad and I drew an Alf T-shirt on him. <laughs> And hold on, it's coming through. You can see me in my footy pajamas. This will be posted with the Alf t-shirt on so my prude father doesn't get upset. Oh, yes, I remember that one. Yeah. So that's me with the peewee. See the footy pajamas? <laughs> Looks like Tigger on there, right? The... Did, did they only sell one kind of carpet back in the 70s and 80s? Oh, yeah, that was it. That was it. This was 1987, so... And the house was probably built in 79 or 80. 79. And we yeah, had we had that round sense. rug there. That was the only type of rug, too. Yeah, I never got that. Even just cleaning out my uh, grandmother's house, it was just rugs on top of carpet. And I don't know what it, I don't. Why, why do you need to put a rug on top of a rug? I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's that's me and uh, my dad behind the VHS video camera <laughs> taping it. Uh, so I got this Pee Wee Herman doll. I believed in Christmas again in Santa Claus, and I was the most excited little boy. He's bigger than you. I know. He's. Um, I was teensy. I was a teensy, uh, teensy lad. But yeah, the Pee Wee Herman doll. They they really undershorted these. They really didn't think they would be as popular as they were, so they they like made a hundred thousand of these and they sold out like instantly. So they immediately like building up to Christmas were like, we need to fucking sell, get more of these out, out there. So that was the issue, and they, and luckily there was a Kitty City in Philly 
that was able to make me believe in Santa Claus and and think that there was some good in the world. But because there is. Yeah, it was my parents. <laughs> no, I mean, you're you're probably blowing up some spots here if uh, kids are listening, buddy. What kids are listening to this? Oh, they do. <laughs> kids, you should not listen. Your kids <laughs> they do. Li- kids should not listen to this. Kids who believe in Santa still should not. How much we swear squeezer. Um, yes. Uh, when one of my buddy's daughters uh, asked him, uh, Daddy, did uh, Derek just say donkey fucker? And he said, yes, honey, he did. What, uh, it would have been cuter if he, she called you Uncle Derek. Uh, all right, I'll retell the story again. Yeah, tell uh, Did again. Uncle Derek say donkey fucker? And uh, yes, I believe. I don't know why we're talking about donkey fuckers. Yes, but, we uh, are. Yeah, when were we talking about donkey fuckers? Uh, I, I'm sure I said, I know, I, it happened. It happened. Uh, it might have been last show because we went a little overboard. Uh, two hours, yeah, we were crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. The cur- was saying we. I listened to it while I was shopping. Christmas was shopping. it a lot? No. Oh no, no. It was just so casual, Di- and then when we realized that we were trying not to, right. then it kind of just kind of. Di- so Enchantress was was laughing at the fact that we said we were going to try to not curse, and then we were cursing. She thought the one of the funniest was when we came out of the baloney commercial, and you're like, "Fuck those kids." Well, yeah. I mean, all those nitrites, there's no way that they're even around anymore to actually even, you know, question me. But still, it's just pushing your fake meat on us. Yeah, right? Your delicious, delicious fake meat. Um, I don't know. Every now and then, you just want to... I mean, I I want, like, a nice, fancy sandwich sometimes. But sometimes, just, just bologna on just the most pale pink bologna on the most white bread in the world can be absolutely delicious when i was a kid i forgot i had this story to tell you when you were talking about ring bologna last week mm-hmm. and i forgot to tell you so that same uh old lady neighbor who babysit us she was like a third grandma to us i loved her to death mm-hmm. um and it was just a sad one she passed but she used to make me my favorite sandwich when i was a kid and you're gonna probably just puke about this so it was white bread Mm-hmm. And it was the only time I ever had white bread because my mom never bought it. We had wheat bread in the house and wheat bread only. It was white bread, American cheese, <laughs> ring bologna, and ketchup. Oh, oh, I'm good up until the ketchup. <laughs> so what? She just kind of like slice up ring bologna and just. Yeah, she sliced up ring bologna and put it on the sandwich. I put some ketchup on it. Oh, why ketchup? I don't know. I just I remember. I can remember what it tastes like. I can think of the taste right oh. now. Well, go and just. All right. I it, loved it. This is not going to be hard for you to recreate. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't want to recreate it, Squeezer. <laughs> I do. But we are having ring bologna, a ring bologna and cheese platter at uh, the RK family Christmas on Christmas Day. All right. All you have. To, you're good then. I mean, I'm sure you got some cheese there. Just get some white bread and. I'm. I might even try this myself. I want. I'm you gonna to. gag. Cause the the ketchup. I'm not. Do you not like ketchup? Not really. Ah, uh, well, I, see, I, I like love it. Ketchup. I like a very little bit of it. Um, on if you know you dip a little French fry in. I like when you go to those fancy ass restaurants and they make their fancy ketchup. That's always kind of good. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's like a you know, 
a Whopper and it's mixed in with the mustard mayo and just a slathering of sauces that come <laughs> out of a hawk gun. Yeah, that too. But ketchup as a whole, it's kind of... Know what it did? Know what it was? When I was in, I think, ninth grade, we had it for our... Um, Oh, what what was it like? Our classics, or like a literature class or something. We had to do Julius Caesar, and I was Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. and I wanted to step my game up, so I stuffed a couple of ketchup packets in my mouth uh, uh, for like a blood capsule. And then when I got stabbed, I bit down and I spit up a bunch of blood, and just straight up ketchup is the most disgusting thing in the world. Like you can't just eating plain ketchup. Like it's just so odd to me. Like I can have it on something, but I I think that's what set me off. And so every every time uh, I I taste ketchup, I think of you know being stabbed thirty two times by my senators. E two R K. All right, here's Squeezer's next pick. Everybody. The Chicago Police Department needs you to go up against a slew of terrorists like you've never seen. It's so lethal, the justifier, your side iron, comes with the game. Be on the lookout for a bank job in progress, high-speed chases, ninjas in Chinatown, and volatile heat-of-the-night vision during a chemical plant sabotage. Watch out for innocent bystanders, or you may lose more than your badge. In Lethal Enforcers from Konami, Oh, there I am. Sorry, forgot to pop oh, myself up. Hey, buddy. Yeah. From Konami, that's what I wanted From to say. From Konami. Lethal Enforcers. The greatest thing about that clip is it's stereo, so if you're listening in your car, your uh, driver's side, you're hearing the music, and it sounds like the whole voiceover is coming from your passenger side. Or if you're doing a podcast on, on the other side and you get a mono mix and all you just hear is uh, shooting and screaming. <laughs> Either way, it's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I cut the clip, so I, I, I knew what was going on. I got Lethal Enforcers 1 and 2 uh, for the Sony PlayStation, and I believe that was 1997 when that came out. Yeah? Yeah. Lethal Enforcers originally was an arcade game. Uh, it was a light gun game. Uh, not the... the here, here's the thing. So there is... It's steeped in controversy. Okay. Um... Back in the 90s, it's when it just really started going overboard with this whole uh, think of the children bullshit. Yeah. And this (laughs) is one of those games that that was mentioned and brought up and is the reason that there's an ESRB today. This game's even, it's dorky. You're cops. Yeah. yeah, Well, sorry, all the cops you listen. But but you're a cop on your day off and fighting terrorists. Uh, At least in in Lethal Enforcers 2, you're a sheriff and you're killing cowboys, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and there's even a, a video and picture you could see uh, good old Joe Lieberman there holding uh, um, the uh, the Konami Justifier, which was the gun that came with it, uh, and holding that up like this is the weapon that. And it's like, you know, like here here's the problem. What Konami did was they took digital images, pictures, if you will and digitize them of actual people and then you know made them into sprites and put them in the game and that's what you were shooting at so it's not like you were shooting at a rendered sprite you're shooting at a picture of a real person per mm-hmm, se mm-hmm. and that 
was so realistic that it caused all this outrage that you're basically shooting people. Because when you shoot them, I mean, there's just there's realistic blood that would just kind of instantly turn red and just this globby looking. It made it made the blood in Mortal Kombat look good. Um, and uh, here here's the biggest problem with that when they talk about how realistic it is. This game got some mixed reviews, not the best in the world, but the biggest complaint is that the graphics sucked. Really? Yeah. I, my but brother same... loved this arcade game because, I don't know, he fancied himself like a fan of cops and firefighters and whatnot, so. Um, I I loved it, and it was a fun, and I loved having, like, these kind of arcade games in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I also, I eventually I got Time Crisis, which... I mean, Time Crisis, it's a superior game compared to this. I mean, I would, I, if I had to pick five games to, you know, compete against. Wait, so uh, your parents got you an arcade cabinet for Christmas? No. Oh. No. No, the gun plugs into the PlayStation. Uh, oh, it was a PlayStation game. I missed yeah, that. Yes, so this is a port. It, oh, okay. it, they ported it over. Uh, yeah, the original Lethal Forces came out in 92. Then it came out for Sega CD. Um, and then eventually they packaged Lethal Enforcers and Lethal Enforcers 2, uh, and then, uh, put that out, uh, for PlayStation. Okay. And it was just one of those typical scroll through and the bad guys pop up and you shoot them. Um, and, but it came with the light gun. Uh, it, it was, I, I, I loved it. And it was, uh, eventually too, I got, uh, Die Hard, uh, the Die Hard trilogy game, which was like basically three games in one. Mm-hmm. And Die Hard 2 was... The same thing. It was a shooting, scrolling shooter game. Didn't you uh, say that was the best one of all of the Die Hard games? I, I thought so. It was awesome. Uh, the first one's kind of fun. It's almost like Tomb Raider, but with machine gun, a lot more guns. Uh, the second one was the shoot, uh, the, the light gun shooter. And then the third one was basically Crazy Taxi. I didn't play the third one a whole lot. I like Crazy um, Taxi. But yeah, uh, and with that gun, like I would spend as soon as I got this at Christmas, I immediately ran in the living room and fired it up, and it's like this wholesome Christmas is taking place, and I'm there just blasting the screen, and it just you know, they're just gunfire all over the place, and you now, just hear the sound, the clicking of the Konami Justifier. Now, do you Squeezer mm-hmm. uh, just stop opening presents, or do you open everything and then run in? Uh, I. In in this case, I uh, we would open everything. Okay. We would open everything because my sisters there too, and my parents are still opening stuff. So you um, you you've maintained like us. You maintained decorum in the civic society. Yes. Yeah. There and it was always like <laughs> you everything didn't, was. You piled didn't break up. down the rules of man and just stop opening presents and go play this game. Um, the only time I did that was my birthday when I got Super Mario Brothers 3. The party was over, and, uh, me and my friends immediately went up to my room, and we were playing Super Mario Brothers 3, and I didn't even finish opening shit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's but that I, I think that's 3. more than justified. It's a game of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, all the, I would pile everything up to, like, one side, and then there's that one gift that would be off to the right and that's the one that you would grab and immediately go for. Uh, whereas, like, you know, my model, you know, kind of sat there. Even though I was excited to have it and it was a, I couldn't wait to build it, that's not something that you immediately open up on Christmas and start working on. Mm-hmm. What you do is you get the light gun out and you start killing terrorists and cowboys. Right. Uh, I would have 
said, you know, you could have called your, if we were friends at the time, you could have said, hey, RK buddy, could you come over with your glue gun and put this model together for me so I can blow it up while I shoot <laughs> bad guys? And... Well, that's the thing, though, but the model, though. No, no, no. I, it was it the journey. It I more love to build. Closely, It would have more closely resembled the Death Star than a uh, big rig. <laughs> but... a big ball of plastic goop. Hot glued together. But it would have been fun to blow up. Oh, it would have. Yeah. Yeah. L- ask Lando. Yeah. I let Lando ride the dust, drive the Death Star. It was his ship. Right? Yeah. All right. Moving on. Now that, we, now that we're agreed on that, here's my next pick. I mean, Wedge did it too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Way to take the wind out of my sails. I'm just going to move on to my next pick and forget this conversation ever happened. I mean, and Nib Nub was in. All right, here, I'm potting you down. Alone in there. Strange things can happen with the Skeletor Skull Whoa. Staff. Wicked sound! Time for your lesson! Skull Staff makes six battle sounds. So this came out for in 1990 for the new adventures of He-Man, um, which was like on the back end. Yeah, it was the it was not the back end. It was the end of He-Man. <laughs> uh, He-Man was dead. Uh, the figures were were not selling spoilers and uh i showed a really loud noise and a kitty go running i'm assuming it I was that too. olive with one eye uh, i can't wait to go downstairs and find out what she did uh so um there You're was have a, a crisp shrub instead of a tree <laughs> she uh uh she's more tenacious than ellie sattler that kitty so the line was dead, and then Mattel was like, let's rebrand He-Man in space. That's what the new Adventures of He-Man was. But the coolest <laughs> thing was they sold this Skeletor staff that like lit up and made noises and was like motion activated. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it so bad because I love Skeletor. I was like, yeah, I don't like being nice. I like being evil. So, um, of course... I asked my parents for this, and my mom's like, you don't really play with He-Man anymore. Sounds a lot like the guy that was in that Hallmark movie. Well, yeah, I was. I, was, I made a choice, Squeezer. My choice was Skeletor. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, my mom was like, well, you don't even like Skeletor, and I'm getting you all the Ninja Turtle shit. But the stuff was selling so shitty, I think she got it for $7 or something like that. So, she, you know, she bought it for me. And that's all. I, I carried that around like for like a month after that and annoyed the living shit out of every single member of my family <laughs> with that light up Skeletor staff. Uh, I did the same thing with my Ghostbusters backpack, just going around making a sound. What, your uh, proton pack? Yeah. Oh, that was me. And it did make a little bit of noise, too, when you pull the trigger. But I, I would make sure to reinforce it. <laughs> and 
and I would also make the Ecto one siren sound as I would run around with it. <laughs> uh, I I got tired of this staff in like I don't know twenty minutes, but I had all my. Was it the actual prop from the Masters of the Universe movie? No, it was a toy. Uh, so was that. What? Yeah, it could have been. That movie's not that bad if you go back and watch it. Uh yeah. It, I mean. No, I'm serious. I watched it recently. I like, I like your version better. I do have you've yeah. I have a good pitch for a human movie if anyone's interested. Um, it it I honestly would probably work out well, but uh, maybe I'll uh get that. I'll, I'll team up and co-write it with that bot who wrote that Hallmark movie. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Bones already. We've got. I've made the choice to play play the one character Skeletor. So why not? Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, the Skeletor staff and uh, my mom was like, oh, well, good thing I got you all this Ninja Turtle shit to play with because you're bored of the staff. It's pretty much because I had no He-Man to fight. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And, you know, with Skeletor, if he wasn't fighting for Castle Grayskull, is he even Skeletor? And is he really even fighting He-Man? He would have his minions do it for him, to be fair. Well, I mean, I just dropped some existential shit on you. Oh. Like, without his battle for That's true. Castle Grayskull, is he ceased to be. So, without all that, you know... It's like some Batman-Joker shit going on. Exactly. Exactly. Ying and the Yang, Squeezer. All right, here's your next pick. They're unstoppable! And we've got to give it our best shot! Thunder the Marines! We're the Space Marines! Drake, Ripley, Apone... Bishop, and I'm Hicks, armed with the latest high-tech heavy metal. Queen alien breathing down your back? I blast her with the bug rocker. Button heads with a bull alien? Ripley frags him with the turbo torch. Alien invasion problem? Send in the Marines! Space Marine figures and alien figures, each sold separately. This really is a Rad Years clip show, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is, but... This is the time. Here, here, here's my argument in defense. We hit 100 episodes. We can play a clip show. Yeah, uh, we're in syndication. This is a rerun. You guys don't even know it. <laughs> um, my defense is, Aliens is awesome, so I'm going to talk about it again. Yeah, defense. I think rest. that works. No um, interjections. I don't know my awesome. legal jargon. Yeah, I'm I'm more versed in bird law than ah. the law of the land, and it's pouring out. Is it? I had some, like, uh, freezing rain, a little bit of hail earlier clicking in the windows. Uh, we're looking at, on the East Coast tomorrow, 62 degrees for December 21st. Woohoo! I know. Crazy, right? And let's keep throwing some plastic in that ocean. Get up to 70. Right. <laughs> I'm going to order a straw with everything I drink tomorrow. No, no, it's not even It's not even the straws that you got to worry about. It was the... Uh, uh, all, uh, when we were talking about Ghostbuster proton packs, there was the ecto streams on the. Yeah, all all all, all those all the streams that you cut off of your uh, Ghostbuster action figures back in the eighties is just one. It's the size of uh, Texas. How many turtles? Somewhere floating in the Pacific Ocean. How many turtles did we kill using our imaginations? Yeah, I don't need this. I have an imagination. Fuck you, wildlife. <laughs> well, it's the blames on Kenner on that one, not us. Yeah, yeah, just trust us. Trust us, Kenner. Speaking of Kenner, 
They are responsible. That was a nice transition, by the way. Yeah. They're responsible for a quite awesome line of action figures uh, based off of uh, a potential cartoon based off of an R-rated movie. Now, <laughs> A series we... of R-rated movies, Squeezer. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was... I did talk about these in the R-rated episode, right? Yeah. I think this was one of them. Um, so the reason that they look a little bit different is, we talked about this, uh, somewhere in Korea... There is a pilot of a cartoon for Al- Operation Aliens uh, that has never seen the light of day. Yeah, I I, I heard it was made. So I don't I, know I, if it's true, if it actually exists, if it was destroyed. When, when you filled me in on this, I looked it up, and apparently, you probably know this. There's only like ten or so screenshots from an old from a website from the old animation house mm-hmm. before it went down that people saved. That that's all that exists. Yeah, so in turn, what they end up doing was they started making the, these figures. They went with um, the comics instead um, to kind of tell the story and, you know, uh, why some of these figures look a little bit differently, why a pone uh, looks like a uh, stereotypical um, gangster rapper from uh, the south side of L.A. in the early 90s instead of a Marine. Uh, um, I'm really surprised but, they didn't just make the show. Uh, what do you think? What would have? Oh, um, was it Alien Three that kind of put the kibosh to it? No, Alien Three is what made them put the figures out. I read. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I should go back and just listen. Listen to the R-rated show. I'm actually quite uh versed well it. versed in it at the time. Well, you know what? We don't have to say it. You could re- you could listen to it in the archives. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Bruce Pritchard always says to do on something to wrestle with. Get your bingo card out. He says you could hear more about that in the archives. Listen, we have archives now. We have 100 oh, plus yeah. shows. So Yeah, and we got bingo cards. And we got bingo cards. I, and th- we can mail them out to you using stamps.com. And Well, no, Enchantress made a digital one. I just got I got to post it. So that's a bingo check right there. I got to post it on Christmas cuz fuck it. I'm going to put everything I talked about posting on Christmas. I'm going to post it. Boom. Nice. That that's what you get. Um, but anyway, these figures were were pretty awesome. Really good detail, and I. The reason I want to talk about these on Christmas was I basically got the entire series one. Um, Sans, I didn't. I didn't get Apone or Bishop. Um, I guess they were in such high demand that they were all sold out. Um, I got these like the year after they were released, so I think I got these for Christmas in '93, even though they came out in '92, because Mama Squeezer went out. And like, oh, he likes aliens. Uh, I'm going to go and just, you know, she went in the KB. This is the same woman who wouldn't let you watch Pee Wee Herman. Like, oh, he likes aliens. I'll get him some toys of it. Oh, yeah. We played my my friend. My one friend had actually like um, the face hugger mask, um, like the Halloween costume. But you play alien. You would just lay around the house and had a little tube and you could breathe. And it would actually like the little like chest on the face hugger would inflate and deflate, like breathe with you. It was kind of freaky. Um, but, but, but yeah, oh, we were obsessed with aliens. I, I was probably you don't I was probably ten when I nine or ten when I saw it. You don't see anything weird about the fact that she wouldn't let you watch Pee Wee's Playhouse, but she was like, but here- well, I was learning something. I was learning how to survive a xenomorph attack, 
What was I going to learn from watching Dog Eat Dog Food? Thanks. Or the the the, she, the salad wedding really pissed her off too for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, all right. Well, I can't argue with that. But it, maybe she loved it because this is the same woman that told me that Married with Children is the worst show on TV and I should never watch this. But yet it was like her favorite show of all time. I guess she was just being a good mother maybe she's... and then letting me watch Aliens. <laughs> um, but at, at Christmas, I started unwrapping it. And the first thing I came across was the gorilla alien. See, what they did was they couldn't just sell one oh, alien. They yeah. had to change it up. So they had a couple of different. It's Kenner. Yeah. You know, I, I you gotta love, kind of up with. I love the variant aliens. Like I'd go into Lanco into their toy section, and I'd grab like I'd look through what they had on the peg, and then I'd like look on the back and see what oh, the the for a kid like there's nothing cooler than grabbing a figure and checking out the back, mm-hmm. seeing what uh, else is there to and, offer. Yeah, and what was cool? Oh, they even had them in the um, uh, what were the books? The, uh, oh, the action toy guide. Yeah, action toy guides. Uh, there were some aliens ones uh, in the action toy guides, um, and what was cool with aliens is it. What's that? I didn't say anything. I'm sorry, I talked over you. Oh, okay. No. Uh, it's not like they really had to jump the shark uh, to like, like what they did with like the Batman figures, where it's like he had a different suit for everything. <laughs> um, yeah, they, like they, oh, they Batman's just... gonna go in the water. Now he's gonna go in the air. Now he's gonna go down an alley. Now yeah. he's gonna go to the movie theater. Now he's gonna go for lunch. That you was know, and he has cheap. a different suit for everything. Yeah. Uh, and it worked because we bought them all. Yeah. They, they... Uh, but at least Aliens, it's in the actual, uh, you know, hey, the lore that this could work. Schmuffin's here. Um, that they take the form of whatever it is that they the host is. You know? So now the gorilla alien, I don't know why the gorilla would actually spit acid. Um, but because it, it had a big squishy head. Because it's but a gorilla I remember... alien squeezer. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Say hi to Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. Say hi back. Um, but yeah, uh, the gorilla alien it was cool. It was blue. And I'm like, wow, this thing is awesome. And then the next thing I open up is like a Hicks and then a Scorpion alien and then a Drake and a Ripley. And I realized like I have like this entire set and like, boom, I can play aliens all at once now. Um, and it's because she would go to KB and it's like, oh, like when everything was like clearance. Three for just, five. Woof. Like like a like lines. a Kids R Us toy run, yeah. Uh, and that happened several times. Uh, Aliens was the big one that I remember. And then there was another year, she went all out and got me a ton, a ton of Star Trek uh, toys. I got. Oh, um, I think it was when Star Trek uh, Generation came out, mm-hmm. um, the crossover movie. And she knew I was really into Star something or other. <laughs> and it didn't matter if it was Star Wars or Star Trek. Well, you liked uh, uh, The Next Generation or whatever, right? I did. No, I, 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 saw, gener- I saw Star Trek Generation in theaters. Of course. But I wasn't quite sure if I wanted Star Trek action figures. Because <laughs> there's only so much like talking. You're act- it's, it's Star Trek action figures is kind of like having Barbies. Like They kind of just sit around and talk. It's like you having know, a Dante and a Randall out. action figure. Yeah. They go to the 10 forward. They go, you know, to, uh, I don't know, the bridge. And I, then they discuss their problems. Remember, speaking of KB Redlines, remember when uh, The Shadow was a thing, the movie? Oh, yeah. 
and they went Kenner went overboard with the variant figures. They wound up like and the KB racks like ten for a dollar almost. So I had all of them. I don't remember the shadow ones really. Oh god, I had them all just because they were so cheap and I just would like use them as stand ins for like various wrestlers or uh, I remember I remember the artwork. Like I remember the cards. Yeah. There was like an invisible shadow. There's all these gimmicked shadows. So yeah, I and they were so fucking they were like honestly like four for five or three for five. They were so cheap. And I had them all. Wow, they were really just throwing anything against never, the wall and seeing it would stick and hope kids buy it. Never saw the shadow movie. But um, I had the had the toys. No. Uh cool. So do you want to move on? Uh yeah, let's shall. All right, here's my next pick. The three little sentences that will get you through life. Number one, cover for me. Number two, oh, good idea, boss. Number three, it was like that when I got here. Hey, this is good stuff. Told you. Now, come on, you're going to learn how to shave. <laughs> and finally, the little spot under your nose. Next, we take some toilet paper, tear off some teensy little squares, and stick one there. And there, and any place you're bleeding, there and there. Don't worry, the blood will hold it right on your face. And now, some aftershave. And that's how we shave. Why, you little? It was like that when I got here. Oh, that's my boy. Okay, well, Squeezer, the reason, um,. I play the Simpsons clip is because, well, really, we shouldn't even do a show without playing a Simpsons clip. You don't have to defend yourself. No. But B, remember those toy uh, shave kits they used to put out in the 80s? I can only find pictures of two of them, and they were the exact, there are two of the exact ones I had, the Batman one and the real Ghostbusters one. It came with like a, a, a canister of foam soap, like spray aerosol foam soap, like a fake razor. That looked like your like disposable bick, but it had no blade in it, and and a uh, a shave brush to like spread the foam on your face. Yeah, well, if if it's spray on foam, why do you need the brush? I don't know. <laughs> they had to make it. Uh, well, added value, I guess. <laughs> well, you got to add something in there. Yeah. What? What? I, I'm not. I don't. I I shave once every like seven months. Um. <laughs> and and you know. Uh, what was the uh? Do you remember like what the shaving cream was? Was it just like a moisturizer or? It was soap. A soap. Yeah. Was it, they called it shave cream? Uh, uh, but I think it might have actually been shave cream. It was uh, probably cheaper. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's probably actually better for your skin than actual uh, uh, soap. It's not going to dry it out as much. Uh, so, I had uh, these kits, and there'd also be this various other. Like uh, kind of like what you'd call a dop kit, but for kids, um, with with whatever licensing, and they'd be in like a clear plastic bag. You have like a brush, a, a branded brush, comb, a tissue pack, um, lip balm, you know, stuff like that. And there'd be something I'd get like that one of these kits every Christmas. Okay. And, my, and like my That's mom cool. would leave it out, like not wrapped. It'd be like a stocking stuffer that wouldn't fit in the stocking. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of those things you knew, like 
it wasn't like a surprise. It was like a cool little like tradition. Like you knew you were going to get that kind of thing each year. Yeah. And I always loved it. I always loved getting those. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Stuff to, you know. Yeah. I, I never had a, a shave kit. I think my parents knew I would never have to really worry about it. Um, I did have like a, like the hygiene ones, like that you said, like the lip balm and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I had a, a G.I. Joe one. I oh, had yeah. all the. Yeah. Uh, I had the G.I. Joe one too. My mom got mad at me one day. She found me like behind the chair. I used to like hide behind the, the recliner chair. Mm-hmm. And she found me back there like coloring a coloring book in with my G.I. Joe cherry lip balm. And she's like, why? <laughs> Like, I don't know. That stuff was delicious. I would just bite off chunks of it. I used to eat her lipstick, yeah. A lipstick? It was, like, flavored, though. Oh, that's... Yeah, it was a monster. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the funny thing is, my dad never... They got me these kits, but my dad never taught me how to shave. Like, Homer's Yeah, what the part. hell? Yeah. He's just, like... Uh, you know, eventually my my mom like started like buying me a real razor and shaving cream in my kit, and like deodorant. And, like, all right, stinky, put this on. Figure but, it out. Yeah, they never told me. They just buy it for me, and yeah, you know, here I am. That's why it takes me five hours to get ready in the morning. I have to sit there and use an entire stick per armpit on my armpit. Right? That's how you do it. Yeah, you just keep going until it goes down to the base, and then you get it. <laughs> That's why it's they sell them in two packs. Right. It's cost me. $170 a month in deodorant, but, you know, it's how you do it. It beats the alternative. It really, really, really does. Really, truly does. Especially in very small compartments. Um, And with bad air circulation. All right, Squeeze, your next pick. Here it comes. When they told him he didn't have the size to play, he reached inside and found the power. He was from a small school in a small town. But he had the heart to make it big. Starter. Each had a dream. And when you start with a dream, where you end up is up to you. Starter. So I don't I don't know what went starter. I don't know what happened here because I was on the exact same path. I was no. Everyone said I'm not going to be an athlete. Yeah. I'm from a small town. Yeah. I owned a $400 jacket. Why am I not Emmett Smith right now? But yeah, why aren't you Emmett Smith right now? I don't know. Why am I not Carl Malone? Why am I not Manon Remu? Remu? Rume? How do you pronounce that? I don't know. The goaltender chick. Yeah, I I didn't even know. I don't even know this person exists. Who is this? Uh, she, she was the first, uh, female professional athlete in, uh, North America. I only thought Wayne Gretzky played hockey. Uh, it was Wayne Gretzky and, uh, Manon Rume. Uh, she was a goalie for the, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in the preseason. Yeah, I don't... And then she was in some, uh, uh, ECHL teams and Olympic stuff and all that kind of stuff. But she, like, you know... Breaking ground and all that shit. So yeah, that that was. I figure one day I could, if I wear a starter jacket, I could be Emmett Smith, Carl Malone, or uh, a lady hockey player. Huh? And I came close, um, because I I I got a starter a hockey starter jacket and I got boobs, so I'm on my way there. <laughs> You're very handsome though. 
I know. Very handsome with my boobs. Um, look, I, I addressed earlier how much getting clothing at Christmas sucks a big one. Um, and you have to, right, you put on the face like, oh, great, thanks. This is wonderful. Um, I think I would have been pissed if I got a winter coat, though, for Christmas. Like, halfway through? it's I, I always love that. I do, I would get a ton of winter gear, like, at Christmas. I'm like, uh, you know, it's basketball season now, right? Where, where was this in September? Um, but uh, uh, it always sucked getting getting clothing. But there was one time I was excited, and I remember opening up that box, and inside was my big poofy quarter zip, uh, purple with white and green. Would you call it trim if it's just random shapes everywhere? Well, it's yeah. I, it's, it's trimming. It, the shape doesn't matter. It's still trimming the, the main color. It, it, okay. Because I, when I think trim, I think of, you know, something, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Well, just because it's not standard trim, Squeeze, let's not be trim. Uh, okay. I don't, uh, trim prudes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got, I got my Mighty Ducks, uh, my Mighty Ducks starter jacket. My sister got, got the, uh, Dolphins one. Why Mighty Ducks? Uh, cause I like the movie. Uh-huh. Um, even though it was the official NHL Mighty Ducks jersey, uh, I didn't care. I I liked. Uh, I was Emilio Estevez fan. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't make Breakfast Club starter jackets, so I had a. We got sure. like. We only were able to get our backpacks at the uh, Vanity VF outlets, so they were like. Uh, what, what do you get at outlets like uh like so you had like a mighty bucks backpack yeah like uh ones that are disfigured and whatnot mm-hmm. so i had a the jansport backpack with a mighty ducks patch sewn in the back and i didn't give a shit about the hockey team it was all about the movie oh yeah um but yeah i i love this thing you know, it was big and poofy and it, it was all about that logo and they made sure it was it was everywhere it was on, on the wrists, on the sleeves, on the back, on the on the zipper, like you knew, it, it didn't matter what team it was. You didn't have to be a fan of that team. You didn't have to be a fan of that sport, but you just needed a starter jacket because it was so awesome. It absolutely was. And you know that coming back from break at school, everyone you could oh, just it, you like fucking... it was it was deafening in the hallways at school coming in because you just heard whoosh 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 whoosh. whoosh. You were strutting and cutting into that school like Ric Flair himself. Woo! Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I uh, I they were huge, and I had a, a a multiple Minnesota Viking starter jacket. So let me send you a picture of me. Uh, don't give away what I'm holding because it's my next pick in this Ooh, picture. Spoilers. But uh, look at how big this jacket is on me. Here we go. I'm sending it to you right now. And... To space. Coming back from space, uh, going through my roof, into down my basement, your roof pipes, just like Santa into Claus. my phone. And there's me with Why my is this taking so long? Big teeth and weird haircut. This is ridiculous. You said this. That took what, like nine seconds? Yeah, come on. This is Christ future. I mean, come on. Look at that jacket. Send me a picture. It should be instant. Look at that. Oh, cl- yeah. I see what you're. Look at that clip on tie. Uh, is that a clip-on tie? I would give you a clip-on tie, too. I would not trust you with any piece of rope around your neck. 
Was this? Were you doing like a Dumb and Dumber cosplay? No, nah, that was my. Um, that was my. Uh, just haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, loved Christmas. Your sister's rocking a can of a treat. Yeah, good black cherry right there. A treat. Some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. That just, jacket is huge. Did they send like a, a rescue team in there to get you out of it? Yeah. yeah. Just drowning in that thing. I borrowed Daryl Dawkins' jacket for the night. <laughs> Yeah, that thing was huge. It's it's probably a small, too. Yeah, probably. That's how we wore shit back then. Like When when I was in high school, I wore an XL. Now I wear a medium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was actually... We were talking about that. I fit in a medium, but... Uh, And I I was like half the size of me back then. Yeah. I was was probably rocking at least two XL in height. And I mean, it was big. But yeah, you'd go and find the biggest possible fleece you could. And... uh, I'm trying to think of something funny, and it's not going so well. Hang on, you you can listen how uh, how my mind works right now. Listening, everybody. Thinking of something. Should I do my um, crocodile hunter, my best crocodile hunter impression as we as like I'm narrating you in the wild? Yeah, yeah. You do that while I think of something funny to say. Look at everybody as the wild squeezer ponders his next prey in the in the outback. You may see some logs of pepperoni around him, and he might look like he just feasted, but that doesn't mean he's not on search for his next meal. That's Watson closely as he thinks about what he's going to do next. <laughs> I can't concentrate. Now you got me thinking about pepperoni. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what are you trying to, what, what are you working on here? Can I help uh, you nothing. I'm, I ran, completely ran out of steam. You did. You you kind of railroaded yourself there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was trying to think of something that was big and billowy, oh, and now I'm just thinking about pepperoni and uh, dead nature hosts. What is Olive doing down there? She is a troublemaker. Sorry about that. Olive. Well, she gave us a good segue to continue moving on. Oh, thanks. Oh, saving the show. Olive saving the show. All right, starter jacket's a good pick. Here's my next pick. This is what I'm holding in that picture, by the way. Help! We've been robbed! Stop! Stop, evildoers! Introducing super-stretching superhero Stretch Armstrong. Yes, Stretch Armstrong. Now stretching fun farther than ever before. He bends, he stretches, even ties and knots, but always returns to his original shape. How's he do that? He's been doing that since he was a kid. Stretch Armstrong from Cap Toys. Who else? Who else, Squeezer? Who else? I'd never heard of Cap Toys. (laughs) But I had a Stretch Armstrong, and look at me in that picture. Look how fucking happy I am. Uh, Yeah, you do have a big, big toothy smile on your face. I don't know why. (laughs) Toothy indeed. I don't know why I was so excited. To get uh, Stretch Armstrong, I was just enamored by it. Same with Batman. Uh, I, I think did I tell the story of how I broke the blood vessels in my cheek with the Batman black back? Uh, I, the, I think I think so, she, but I want to hear it again now because. All right. Basically, gave yourself a hickey with a. Yeah, but it was a black and blue one. So, um, <laughs> I was no longer welcome at Catholic school. And I can see that. 
the, the decision was I was going to move to public school. There was a fight between me and the principal. And the decision was I was going to move to our public school in seventh grade. And um, now I'm really going to like make myself sound like a special kid who played with toys way too longer than he should have. But I have tons of toys now, and I'm 36, so who cares? So mm. I uh, was moving from St. Francis uh, to a, a uh, public school. And uh, for that Christmas, it was over the Christmas break. So once Christmas break was over, I was in a new school. So uh, my mom, what year was that? So 93 was Stretch Armstrong. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. So maybe two years later, Vacman came out, let's say. I think so, or yeah. A year or two later. Let's say a year. Uh, yes, a year, I think. So, um, I had the vac man and I was, I was like I, staring at a wall and playing with the, the vac it came with that, that like would suck the air out of the vac man and make him stretch. And I put it on my cheek and I was going, I'm making a weird noise with it as I pulled it on my cheek and sucked out. And I was having fun. The next morning I woke up and it broke all the blood vessels and my cheek in a perfect, exact, perfect circle. And it was black and blue. And I was to go to school. So I'm on the bus, and I remember this this girl asking me what the fuck was on my cheek. Was it a birthmark? I was like, no, I got hit in a perfect fucking circle. It went away in like two days, but of course, that's how I start school. I'm nice. the weird kid. Did you know there were corn cobs in Vac Man? Was that what it is? Yeah, ground up corn cobs. Huh. I did not. There was, I just want to. I now want to go buy a vac man and dice him up to see what it looks like inside. I think there was corn syrup in Stretch Armstrong. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They they love their. I, did they make these in Iowa or something? Were these government funded? These these stretch <laughs> the subsidized dolls toys? to subsidize the corn <laughs> industry. We're gonna make farmers relevant again. I'm reintroducing Stretch Armstrong and the vac man. You're welcome. That's my bad. Vacman insides. Let's see. Oh god, this is probably is it disgusting? Can I look at it? Uh Mac I'm not finding anything yet. Man. No one's inside Vacman. Uh it's not what I thought it would look like. What happens? What's inside Vacman? Blending stretch Vacman toy. <laughs> Shredding stretch Vacman toy. There's a lot of videos on YouTube about it. There was, uh, where'd you read that it was? Con uh, Wikipedia, that can't be wrong. No, they're never wrong with Wikipedia. I was just looking for a date and then. Oh, Vagman. Yeah, they re released. This is good. They re released these. Um, I think Hasbro. Yeah, just recently, right? Yeah, just recently. And, uh,. Either, but they're six inch versions. I think they might even put a twelve inch version. I want to. I should get them. Oh no, it's little foam balls. Well, maybe they're little foam balls made out of corn cobs. <laughs> maybe. And it's button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Yeah, maybe. You know, I'm, I'm not one to. But they look like processed, perfectly. Yeah. Processed. Like this guy's. But you're, you're saying the corn that we eat isn't perfectly processed. Yeah, well, that's true. To be fair, you're right. Like me some corn syrup. 
corn syrup. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, don't ever. That's what we should do. Like, if if you're gonna have a like a survival shelter, like a, a bunker, just stock up on a bunch of Stretch Armstrongs. You can play with them until you need the you need the calories, and then you can just consume his innards. <laughs> it's like a lo- the movie Alive, but Stretch Armstrong's the first one you eat. And you yeah. s- eventually you do run out of food and you starve to death and then like a hundred years later they find you and there's just a skeleton and then there's just a pile of sucked dry stretch Armstrong corpses laying in the corner and you have to figure out what the hell happened you're suckling on his yeah yeah well you know that's probably good let them keep them on their toes yeah they released um they released the whole kitten caboodle the back stretch Armstrong stretch x-ray Monster and uh, the original Vacman. Oh yeah. But they they uh they made the pump. It's his head, so that's how you got the air. Oh, I and see. And then there was a release valve, so no more kids giving themselves. Ah, life finds a way. <laughs> life does find a way. <laughs> oh boy, that's probably your best line of the night. All right, we're gonna move on for that one. Uh, here's your next pick. Who's your last pick? We're one down the show, or we're probably two hours in. The planet was doomed until he came. The toughest lawman in the Western Galaxy. Marshall Bravestar, the only man who could stop Texas. The evilest space outlaw ever. The biggest laser battle in space is about to begin. Get ready. Marshall Bravestar, Texas. The neutral laser and you. Blow open the town and blast off the outlaws with weapons that shoot invisible electronic beams. Awesome! Bravestar, coming soon from Mattel. Batteries not included. Toys sold separately. Uh, we're talking about greatest hits. So yeah. Can't have it without a Brave Star commercial no. because Brave Star is just awesome. And what's more awesome is the Fort Curium playset. Uh-huh. This this was the feast de resistance of uh, uh, some playsets. I would put it up there. It, it, it it's up there with the Firehouse. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, uh, I mean, it's no USS Flag, uh, but that, that doesn't count. That's not a toy. That's an actual battleship, aircraft carrier. Um, that didn't exist. It's not real, no. And and if it does, prove it to me and send it to me uh, so I could play with it. Um, what was cool about this was it was a modular. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, like I was saying, I liked, I liked building models. I And I liked putting my toys together. You know, like when, you know, especially like vehicles and stuff that some assembly required thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I would even like build it and take it apart and put it back together. Uh, the Fort Curium playset was perfect for that because it came with these little like snappy pieces and rings and you could put the walls and the fronts together and then lock them down on their bases and then you could rearrange the three individual buildings. There was there was a jail, a bank, and then a um, like command center with a tower on the roof. And you could rearrange them in different ways. And they also had like drawbridge fronts like you know like the old west they had like those decks and stuff that you like you know like long like the wooden sidewalks that you know because you're not walking in mud and shit yeah um they basically had those but they can close up to like seal it off like from the protect the town and they had uh machine guns like laser cannons underneath it and stuff um 
it was really cool. And like some of the signs could like flip over and they're like wanted posters, but on the inside they would flip around and be all kinds of computery stuff, like decals. Um, it was a really cool playset, like really modular. Um, and, and it was year? also pretty big too. Cause remember the, the brave star figures are, you know, ginormous. Yeah. They're almost like Barbie. Uh, what year did you get this? Uh, probably late eighties. I want to say, uh, I know that I how know it came Brave... out. It was released in 86. How many brave star figures did you have? I o- I only had, I had Tex hex and brave star. Those okay. are the only two that I had. Um, and I got them in like the multi pack that they came together with their backpacks. Um, so yeah, I only had them and, and I had the fort. Uh, I never had 30, 30 or any of the other, uh, any other characters, but you didn't really need them. As long as you had brave star and tech sex, you're pretty good. Um, and what was really cool is like they had, uh, the, the, the neutral laser, the, the backpacks that would fire a little infrared, uh, off of a nine volt battery. Mm-hmm. And there was sensors, and you could trigger, and when you shoot it, you could actually hit the sensor and trigger the bank vault and cause the bank vault to explode, and, like, all the curium crystals and stuff would go flying out. Um, There's also uh, an air pump trigger that you could use to activate it, too, uh, if you didn't have, uh, you know, the the laser guns to do it. And you could also blow open the the jail, too, so you could escape from jail. And it had, like, real working key and stuff. Uh, There was this big tower... It was it was an awesome playset, absolutely awesome, and uh, a lot of cool decals and stickers on it too. I I just re- I remember opening this up, and that was, uh, I I got I'm not gonna lie, I was a spoiled little squeezer, and I got a bunch of playsets. This is by far my favorite, and, and the thing was like at, at <laughs> Christmas, that's when my parents went all out, and they really did. They worked hard, and they you know. They spent a lot of money on my sister and I at Christmas, and I appreciate it. But, like, during the rest of... And that was when I got my toys, really. Like, during the rest of the year, like, we'd go to a toy store, but I would go to look around. I rarely left with anything. Like, right. we didn't just, like... It was like a museum. Yeah. Yeah, you you got toys on your birthday, mm-hmm. and you got toys on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, treat- you know, the grandparents would spoil you, and you'd take out and buy you something. Right. Your treat was but- being allowed in the toy store to begin with. Yes, that was, and you know what? I was happy just, you know, checking out, scoping things out, and you know, maybe my mom was getting ideas for Christmas. But yeah, in between, like I didn't, I didn't really get anything, and I didn't need to because believe me, they stocked me up at Christmas. They did a hell of a job, and uh, you know, there are those years where you get the big play set, and you, you know, Ghostbuster Firehouse, uh, GI Joe, giant awesome things. No flag, no space. I had the M- mobile command center and the general. I had um, all that Ninja Turtle stuff. I, I'm not, I had it good. I had it good. But the Fort Carrion playset for Brave Star was just badass. Uh, and where is it now? What, what do you think happened to it? Oh, God. I hope somewhere, somehow it's. I think I, I probably sold it at a yard sale. Um,. Yeah, you talk about how awesome this stuff was, but God, if I could go back and stop that, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It, it, it. You're gonna get fifty cents for it for what? So you can go buy a. I don't know what the hell I would even bought back then. More fireworks? I I don't know something dumb. Uh, hang on to it. Play with it. So like, my my uncle when we were cleaning out my my grandmother's house, he found this old uh. Lionel, uh, 
trained from like 1935. It weighs like 10, 15 pounds. You know, it was worth a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you took it to a guy to have him look at it and appraise it. And he's like, oh, this is in great shape. It's like, we'll give you like 25 bucks for it. And <laughs> he's like, trying, he's like, you know what? And he's like, he's like, I could have shopped around. I could have sold it, you know, but what am I going to do? So, all right, I'll have a couple, you know, get a couple other bucks. You know what? It's worth more to me just keeping it. So now it's under his Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. And it's an awesome little piece. It's a, uh, 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 Conrad, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that made the trains? What? Who, what do you mean? Who made the trains? Uh, uh, God damn! There's a history channel. The I should really pay attention when I watch Conrad. this history channel. I'm not saying oh. the name. Conrad Electrical G Trains. Dexter Conrad. Dexter Conrad. That's it. Oh, I have no uh, idea. Dexter I just, Conrad, I just uh, Conrad Trains, and this came up. They never heard of it before. Uh, I don't think it's that. I just made that up. I don't think it's Conrad at all. You don't think it's Dexter Conrad? I know. Train. So it was a, I'm sure it's going to come up right away when I show that. It was the guy who, who invented Lionel Trains. Who were you talking about? I don't know. It doesn't matter. All right. Should we move on? Is it Henning? No. Cur- oh, yes. It's Mr. Perfect. Ah. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Joshua Lionel Cohen? Uh, no. Ray Cohn? C-O-H-N? Roy Cohn? No. All right. Well, I can't help you. We're going to move on to my last pick. And uh, I couldn't find, like, a commercial for it. So here's a weird old Bradley's Christmas commercial. And uh, extra bonus points if you can figure out why it's a Christmas commercial. Yes, those bells at the end. But there's an elf and trees and shit in the commercial that you guys didn't see. <laughs> uh, so I, I just did Bradley's because I couldn't find it. This was about like the first legit like skateboard I got. I had like cheap ones that you'd get at like a Bradley's with everything put on. Mm-hmm. But one year when I was like 16, uh, 15 or 16, I got my first like real board uh, with independent trucks and like with decent ball bearings and wheels. And, um, yeah, later I would get, I'd fall in love with, uh, rollerblades. And I really want to start rollerblading again, rollerblading again, squeezer. And we were in Barcelona, uh, back in, uh, September and everyone was, we were on the, uh, the boardwalk. Well, I don't know. It wasn't really boardwalk. We were walking down the beach and everyone was rollerblading. And I'm like, like grabbing Enchantress by the arm being like, see, see, it's not, it's not as stupid as you think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd really like to start rollerblading again. But um, so I just remember that year because I, you know, you're kind of like over Christmas. You're like, oh, I'm too cool to want anything for Christmas. And uh, I remember we were at my aunt's, uh, um, 
who listens to this podcast, so she, she could fill me in on if she knows this here. And we came home, and she didn't live far. And I remember, like, I just remember come, going downstairs and putting on television. We just start started getting like a cable with the guide on it, like Dish had. And you may you may be like, what? Cable didn't have guide. No, before it was just like you changed channels. And you had to like watch this one channel over and over that just like ran a scroll of the TV guide or like get a TV guide to know what was on. But this was one of the first cable boxes with the guide and it was right after Nick G and S games and sports launched. Oh yeah. And I, and I came home and all they were playing all night was uh, double dare, like old retro double dares. And I remember just like laying on the, the couch downstairs and just watching double dares till like four in the morning that night and just being like super content and thinking like that's one of the greatest Christmases. I, I couldn't tell you exactly what it all was. It was like a combination of things. Uh, I, I was only uh, 15, so I wasn't drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I was, was in the booze till after college. I was more in the weed when I was in high school, but I don't think I smoked pot that night. Uh, uh, I definitely didn't. It was Christmas squeezer. Santa's watching. Santa's watching. And I don't want to piss him off. So I just, and what I think is like, there's no recreating those memories. You just have to create new ones that are just as good that make you want to, in 10 years from now, look back and think that was such a great Christmas. And uh, I don't know. I think that's what we're here to help. We're here to help talk about the old ones, but to make you excited to go create new ones. uh, Yeah. Those, that, that, that Christmas juice. Yeah. That you fill your snow globes with. Get that flowing. Right. Uh, oh, it was a Commodore Vanderbilt. Commodore it was Vanderbilt. an O-Gage Lionel pre-war Commodore Vanderbilt. Is that what you were doing the whole time when I was talking? I said a really sweet sentiment, and you're like, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Yeah, I was Googling. <laughs> all right, people, that's the train. Um, but, yeah, that's all, <laughs> that's all we have. Uh, don't forget to visit radiers.com. Uh, we have one more episode we're releasing for you. Christmas morning, people. Christmas morning, you will have another Radiers podcast. And we're talking everything and only Chris, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I, I personally can't wait. Absolutely. I've watched it multiple times. I have the my, my VHS copy is uh, right here. I saw it on the big screen last night, our local theater that I, I've seen pretty much every movie I've ever seen big since 1992 in was playing um, Christmas Vacation, Enchantress. Her parents and my aunt, the same one whose house I was at that night, we all went, and it was, it, it was so much fun. I hope we start making it a yearly tradition. I hope they play it every year. I love that That's theater. awesome. Uh, it was, it, was it full? or It was full enough, and everyone was really <laughs> laughing and taking it all That's in. That's awesome. And afterwards, like while all the like kind of people were like by the bathroom, we were all making jokes, and people were like chiming in, saying like, "Yeah, yeah, that was me too," you know. Uh, for a, for a man our age, we are all. Kirk Griswold is the everyman. Yes, it's who we are. Oh, I got called it earlier today. Yeah. Well, uh, it was funny when uh, he's stapling the uh, the lights to this house, and he, he staples mm-hmm. his um, his shirt. 
The Enchantress starts laughing, and I show her the jacket I'm wearing, and there's hot glue marks all over it <laughs> that can't come off because uh, I hot glued our lights on, um, which isn't as crazy as it sounds. Look it up. And, uh, yeah, so we we are the every – Clark Griswold is the everyman. We are all Clark, Clark Griswold and women. I'm sure there's plenty of women out there who are as much Clark, Clark Griswold. Yeah, I can't speak. And um, I'm, I'm excited for this year's good old-fashioned Griswold family Christmas here at uh, the RK Enchantress household. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the Squeezer family Christmas is going to be just as fun. Oh, very excited. Can't wait. So check out radiers.com every day with 25 days of cereal. We have in our possession two cereals that won't hit the market till next year, and we will open them and review them on That's Christmas. That's really only two weeks, though. Morning. Well, don't fucking suck the air out of my thunder. Sorry. I don't, I, I don't know when they come out. I know they don't come out till January. So uh, the other cereal I was trying to get comes out the day after Christmas. So we really got to win here. Oh, snap. Yeah. So you could get that the next day. You're not going to be able to get this for like a week. And uh, we're, we're going to try it for you and let you know if it's worth your time hunting this down. So check out radiers.com on Christmas I Day. I doubt you're going to say anything negative. It's cereal. I know. I haven't. I don't know if you've been following the uh, reviews, Squeezer. I have. I've been checking them out. Yeah. They haven't been um, About cereal? No. They're all, well, yeah. A lot of, a lot of them are, I, I go, and I, that's, that's what the, the if, you, if you're coming just for a cereal review, what's wrong with you? I, I, I like to tell a tale, spin a weed, spin a yarn. Oh, tell that to people that just sent you a cereal. Well, they're going to get a yarn spent with them and it's going to make it worthwhile, but it's going to make you want that cereal. Me waxing nostalgic about it. Exactly. That's why, like, you know, when podcasts, you know, do their plugs and stuff and, you know, it's always, you know, it's better when, the, you know, you're not doing the straight read. You got to, you know, go with the flow a little All bit right, and change you, up if, and make some jokes. If you stamps.com again, I'm going to start worrying you're getting a side deal. Good. I'm glad you're getting in on it, too. Start plugging <laughs> it more. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We will see you again on Christmas morning. I hope you're on. You're listening to the podcast. You're watching the video on YouTube. You're on our website. I hope you're in all your downtime because I'm sure you have tons of it on Christmas Day. Because you're saving all that time by not having to go to the post office <laughs> by using stamps.com. And you're spending it with us on Rad Years. Uh, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good one.